I am Mike Tom with Colleen Hood and welcome to Connections. Often the most negative thing affecting a child's self-esteem is their own thoughts. Today's guest reminds us that words have power and if a child listens to those negative voices in their head, they will end up being their own biggest bully. Yeah, sometimes we might forget we can be our own worst bully. Today's guest, Miriam Laundry, will help us think about how to raise kids with healthy self-esteem. Miriam Laundry is today's guest. She's an author and a writing mentor. So let's start there. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and how you went down this path of being a speaker and an author. Sure. It started in 2012 for me. I I attended, well, I, I should go back and just share that um, 2012 was a difficult and a great year for me. I had just given birth to my, my son, my fourth son, my fourth child, I should say, and which was great. The day following that, we lost our 17-year-old niece to suicide. So everything wow. changed from there. Um, as you can imagine, it was a difficult time for my family, and it was very difficult for me having a fourth child and my sister-in-law and brother-in-law losing their only child. So it really, it, um, really made me think a lot about life. I was also spiraling into my own depression and my husband suggested that I attend a self-esteem building workshop by Jack Canfield. So I went to Arizona and really that's where everything changed for me. I was in a room full of 400 positive people, people that were working on themselves, people that were had a different mindset. And um, I just kept thinking the whole time, why weren't these principles taught to us when we were younger, when we were in school? Where would my life be? Where would my niece's life be? So when I left that seminar, that week-long seminar, I thought I need to bring some of this back to my kids. And that's when I wrote the first draft to my first children's book on the flight home from, from that seminar. And that was, I can believe in myself. I just thought if I can teach my kids to stop saying the word can't, you know, that was one of the things that Jack taught us, and I just wanted to bring a little bit back. So I thought if my kids would stop saying can't, then they were going to go for things, they're going to try new things, they're going to know that if it's a difficult day, they, they can overcome it, and the next day is a new day. So I just had all these mixed um, emotions and feelings, and I wanted to teach my kids not to... I shouldn't say not to. I want to teach my kids to start thinking um, about good things and to start putting good things into their mind. If we're thinking can't and we want to change that, so uh, how do you help kids change that then? What do, they, what do they start saying to themselves? Well, it's just it's as simple as ch- changing it to I can. So, so my first children's book teaches them to let go of can't. So what if... Because whenever we say, I can't do something, we are absolutely right. We are not going to be able to do it because we don't even try. Can't stops us from even trying. So if just by saying, I can ride my bike without training wheels, doesn't mean you're going to get on it and do it the first time, but at least you're going to get out there and try. And then I suggest to them, you keep trying until you finally get it done. But it starts with that. It starts with your mindset and just switching can't to can. So that was my simple lesson that I wanted to teach my kids and I did it in a book. And what was the impact on your kids? Did they take did they take the lesson out of that? They did, absolutely. Um, you know, now they're much older and if they ever hear me say can't, 
they correct me. So it's they started taking <laughs> they started taking more chances in everything that they were doing in schoolwork and sports and you know as they're getting into teenagers in getting the courage to talk to a boy they like right it's just it's just about having an I can attitude I can do it right and going for it but I, I was going to say on that it's so it's so easy to say I can't we even say things like I look forward to this or I can't wait till that call or I can't wait to see you again. Right. It's just about changing that to saying something like, I look forward to seeing you huh. because can't is a very dangerous word. Most people wouldn't even think of that. When, like you said, I can't wait for this phone call. I was looking forward to speaking with you today. I can't wait to speak. It's, it's something that's so common in our vocabulary. Yes, uh, there, there, there are so many studies done by the, the can't work, the can't word, um, even changing. I can't speak in public to I won't speak in public, right? It's it won't at least gives you a choice. Can't, it means that's it. Like you just cannot. Yeah, and it right? kind of puts it back on you, right? <laughs> well, you exactly. could if you tried, but you're not willing to speak in public. So, <laughs> Right, and that's really what we mean when we say can't. I won't, I don't want to, but can't. Anyway, so that's, that's how I started doing, uh, that's how I became an author. Started writing because I wanted to, start my children on thinking positively and to be aware of the thoughts that they thought. Speaking of that, you've created a new book and it's called The Big Bad Bully, but the bully in this book, uh, it's not exactly who most people would think of. Yes, it's a bully story with a twist. In The Big Bad Bully, we see a young girl who has been bullied her whole life and the book takes us from grade one up to grade six. And one day she finally gets the courage to confront her bully. She she doesn't want to do it anymore, so she wants to confront her bully. But the twist in the story is that she comes to face she comes face to face with herself in the mirror. So she has been the one that's been bullying herself ever since she was little. And it started with her criticizing her own pigtails, what she was wearing, what her hair looked like. And I I was inspired to write the story one evening when my own daughter, who was in grade six, was looking in front of a full-length mirror and saying things like, Mommy, why is my hair so frizzy? Why, why am I so short? Why do I have so many pimples? And, you know, as a parent, we want to be there for them. Anything and everything I was saying to her wasn't stopping her. She just continued and continued to criticize herself until finally I went up to her and I said, Stop it. You're bullying yourself. And that was it. She stopped talking, which was different than she had been doing. And I could see that she finally understood. It made sense to her. So the thought that she was bullying herself was enough to make her stop. Right? They learn in schools how bad bullying is. And it's so bad to bully somebody else. But it's even worse, I think, to bully yourself. How does it affect a kid's self-esteem if they're constantly bullying themselves? It completely affects them. It brings their self-esteem way down. So it's it's our criticisms, self-criticism, self-judgment. It's all these negative thoughts that will affect them from going for things. From It will affect them being kind to themselves. We see kids hurting themselves so much lately. And it all starts from all of that, just feeling like you're not good enough. No, I was going to say, so it was important for me at that point to to help her switch that mindset from the self-criticism to more of self-love. So I, I taught her 
an exercise that was taught to me at, at the seminar with Jack Canfield. It's called the mirror exercise, where you stand in front of the mirror at night before you go to bed, and you say three three simple things, three simple steps. You say your name. So I would say, hi, Miriam. And then you talk about any accomplishments you had that day, any good things that happened, any successes you had, any any good habits that you kept or any temptations you resisted. So, for example, I would go in the mirror and say, uh, Miriam, I'm proud of you today for getting up early, for meditating. I'm proud of you for eating healthy. I'm proud of you for resisting the cupcakes at lunch. I'm proud of you for, <laughs> you know, like anything that's happening in your life, and a child would be doing this, just talking about all the good things that happened today and all the good things that you did that day. So what happens if we do this for 40 nights is we start changing the way we think. Instead of thinking through the day, I look fat in this shirt or these pigtails or whatever it is. This is, um, instead of criticizing yourself, you're going to start looking for the good things so that at night you can tell yourself that. I could see how uh, helpful this would be if we could learn this as young people and as kids, right? And changing our perspective before adulthood. Exactly. And it's about getting to the kids young enough so that when they're older, they don't have to go through all the extra things that we're doing these days. So again, with your daughter, when you when you taught her these skills and these exercises, did you see a change in her? Obviously, it wasn't immediate, but did you see a change? I did. I did. She started uh, she started changing the way she felt about herself. And she didn't have to say that. You you can just tell right They're They're. She's walking a bit taller. She's she's loving herself more. She's taking more risks in life. So, you know how uh, she's in high school now, but how high schools can get a little clicky, you know, having the courage to go up to people, to new people and talk to them. Um, she's now driving or taking driving lessons, having the courage to, to start driving by herself or to ask for... <laughs> for ask, to ask to be taken on lessons, or she's actually now also sings. She sings a lot more in public. She's always been taking singing lessons, but over the last couple of years, I've seen her embrace it more. She used to be a closet singer where she would only sing at, um, at the conservatory and little competitions, but none of her friends knew that she would sing, and now she just sang in the high school talent show, which so she's in grade 11. She's writing her own music. And I really believe that that comes from loving yourself and it comes from changing that mindset and changing the way we talk to ourselves instead of bullying ourselves to start saying positive things to ourselves. What are some top tips that we could do as parents to help our kids change that those patterns of thinkings then? How do we help and guide them in this? So one of them would be that mirror exercises. That mirror exercise. I would suggest that everybody do this. It's taught in Jack Canfield's seminar, he teaches adults to do that. And our homework is, our challenge is to do that for 40 days. Because uh, the big bad bully is a story for kids, but really we, I believe we all have a little bit of that bully in our minds. Mm -hmm. um, some other things to help children raise their self-esteem. So self-esteem comes from feeling lovable and capable. If your child is young, two things I would suggest is putting two photographs in their room. And I have to say that I, I heard Jack Canfield, who's my co-author in this book, um, say that in, a, in an interview lately, recently, I should say, and I just thought it's, it's, it's a great idea. So 
self-esteem comes from feeling lovable and capable. So put two photographs in your child's room, one of them, of them doing an activity that they're good at, something that they feel proud of. So in my daughter's case, I could put a photograph of her singing at a competition or in front of her piano. So they're feeling capable. They're reminded that they can do things, right? It's little successes that build up to self-esteem. And then the other thing is feeling lovable. So put a photograph of them with the family. So for my daughter, I would put a photograph of, I have four children, the six of us, and her as the center of the photograph so that she feels that love that comes from the family. So those two those two things as a as a quick tip. How does uh, changing a, a child's thoughts and changing the way they think about themselves, what kind of impact does that have on their peers? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I would, to me, you know the, what they say, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. So if you're hanging out with children that have high self-esteem or children that are positive, that are, that show self-love, you you become who they are, right? We we share a lot of the things with our friends. We share who we are with our friends, and they end up becoming that. It's the same thing with uh, when you're telling your child not to hang out with somebody that's always getting into trouble or that somebody, somebody that's disrespectful to their parents or their teachers. Why is it that we tell them not to hang out with that crowd? Because we don't want them to become like that. So having a friend who has a high self-esteem, who's going for things, who's taking risks, that we take a little bit of that and we put it into our lives. Going back to your book, can you tell us a little bit about what this book looks like and what people can expect? Like I said, it's a it's a bully story with a twist. It's a bit of a, a dark story because there is a child that's being bullying, bullied in the story. We never see who the bully is. It's always a shadow. But I wanted to to make it like this because it, it's powerful in that at the very end it leaves you with that twist that the whole time it's been herself and her thoughts bullying her at the end of the book uh, Jack Canfield has added some self-esteem building exercises for children so something that parents can do with their kids or teachers can be doing in the schools one of them is the mirror exercise other exercises where you know simple exercises where the child writes their name so I would write Miriam, and then each letter, uh, I would say something that's great about myself. So get the child to do that themselves. So Miriam could be um, magnificent or musical. I could be inspirational, right? So every letter depicts something in uh, of who you are. So for a child to put positive things in their bedroom or your parents putting it on the fridge, some, something that they can see, that they're reminded how great they are, that also boosts their self-esteem. Like you said earlier, a children's book, but really important lessons for adults, too. I think well, I'll get this for my daughter, but I'm going to read it and practice it, too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, tell us, we can get it online, I assume, at Amazon, stuff like that. What about a website of your own and other things like that? Yes, the book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, brick-and-mortar stores also, especially in the U.S. Our distributor is American, Simon & Schuster. Um, I do have my other three books and this one on my website also. It's miriamlaundry.com. It was a great conversation, some great advice with Miriam Laundry. Remember, if you'd like to listen to the full conversation, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.